This is the Timothy Project Podcast. We exist to equip and encourage pastors, missionaries, and ministry leaders. My name is Chad Hunsberger, and with me today is Drew Baum. How you doing, Drew? How's it going, Chad? Excellent. You didn't answer my question. You just said, how's it going? I'm doing great. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, so I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, Drew is, um, and you have a lot, you wear a lot of hats here on our staff at Colonial Heights. Uh, congregational care, local outreach, adult discipleship, kind of all sits under your hat, so to speak. Um, what I want to talk about today is help us think through uh, local outreach strategy. And, and I want to put that maybe in a couple different categories. Um, one would be a category that is evangelistic in nature, maybe three categories. One that is evangelistic, so uh, ways that we find to particularly work to share the plan of salvation with the lost. One, a second one would be um, letting people know about Colonial Heights in some form or fashion, that we are here and want to care for them, teach them about Christ. And the third one would be uh, something where we are caring for the community that might not get us any name recognition, no nothing about us, but it's just we want to be good neighbors. We want to be ones that that care for the community well or the surrounding areas in a way that yeah doesn't necessarily mean anybody would ever come to this church, and it might not provide an opportunity to share the gospel, but we believe it is still helpful and good. So in those three categories, um, what are some things that you think could be helpful for our listeners, uh, other pastors, other ministers, okay, that, that we do in in some of those ways. Sure, and sometimes those things overlap. Uh, absolutely. So you just sure. got to trust the Holy Spirit in that. One of, the, one of the easiest things that we do, and I say easy because it doesn't take uh, a long time to to formulate a plan, is to prayer walk. Uh-huh. We, you go into your community, you uh, knock on doors, you tell them, hey, I'm from, you know, church just down the road, where you're in our neighborhood, we want to check on you, see how you're doing, see if there's anything we can pray for you for. Mm-hmm. And that can be just that. And they most most people will tell you they have something that they mm-hmm. have going on in their family. Somebody's yeah. sick, something's going on. And we have used a, a lot of different age groups to do that. Yes. We have used students for that. We have used adults for that. Um, that has been all across the board, literally something that used to be common, right? Yep. Uh, but, but isn't as much anymore. Not to sell something, literally to knock on their door and say, hey, can I pray for you? Yep. And and even to your point about the students, it's a way to encourage them to step mm-hmm. out because we usually empower numbers. Mm-hmm. We're there to help you if you're going to stumble, but you're going to knock on the door. You're going to start the conversation mm-hmm. this time. So we give everybody a chance. Yeah. And even for adults, for that matter, a lot of you know, adults sometimes get nervous yeah. about doing that kind of thing. We, and then sometimes you could share the gospel. And oh, that, yeah, sure. That, that, so that's why I was saying sometimes those things overlap. That's not necessarily our, our goal. Mm-hmm. We want it to be a sure. possibility. But sometimes we just pray with them and that they know someone cares and we go into the yeah. next house. Just a practical resource there. There's something called blesseveryhome.com. Right. You can use Bless Every Home. And literally part of what that does is actually sends you as a person. It's a free, uh, you type in, it's a free app, free website. You type in your um, 
your address and it will send you the names of the people in your neighborhood that you can be praying for yeah. on a daily basis. So it does that, but it also, you can use that as kind of a map That's right. to do that prayer walking. Um, there's so, different, if as a church, if you get a church role, there's different um, things they give mm-hmm. you in the map. Kind of church one of membership. The, that's right. Kind of thing, there's yeah. different levels of pay on sure. how you pay in for it. But there is a free side to that that's that anybody right. can do. That's exactly so I would right. encourage you to consider that. Um, one of the things that I think we have learned over the last uh, few years, as you've kind of stepped into this role, is really looking for what is happening in our community that we could step into places we can serve, people we can care for. What are some things like that that you that kind of stick out in your mind? Right. So there's, I would say, two different categories that's fallen. One is like an event base. For example, in our community, there's a, a Ridgeland Balloon Glow that we're just uh-huh. able to go and just be for that event, be a presence there, hand out um, free things, mm-hmm. free toys or you know fans or... Um, things like things like that, and it has our information on it. But it's just it's like hey, a July Fourth event, exactly. Right? Kind so of you can find and... ways that your communities and just hey, how can we be there? Mm-hmm. Be a presence. Then on the other side of that coin is um, there's a, uh, a elementary school really close to our campus that we've mm-hmm. been able to partner with them. The the teacher was, I mean, the principal was very willing for us to be there. Yeah, and um, and she, I, she's not opposed to sharing the gospel there. But that's not necessarily always what we're there to do. We've um, been there for Meet the Teacher Night, and we're just there just meeting families as mm-hmm. they come through. Hey, we're a church on the street. We can now invite cards, um, pens, that kind of thing. Yeah. We're just being a presence for them uh, and just showing them that we're in the community. For the teachers, we also love on the teachers where we're able to have like a um, a meal for them, and we're just there serving, mm-hmm. just showing, hey, we care about what you're mm-hmm. doing. We care about you're here trying to teach the kids. Um, so we can we can use local schools and when, they, when it's allowed um, mm-hmm. to, to be a partner as well yeah. in that area. Yeah. Uh, there Sometimes in your community, there might be a ministry that already exists. There there are some, we don't have to go into all those details, but there are some that exist nearby that we kind of said, hey, we want to we wanna at least like let you know we're around the corner as well. We care about what you're doing. They're, they're serving children or they're serving foster families or they're serving, and so a food, whatever that might be in in your community, that's right. It's like look for the things that are already there instead of reinventing the wheel, so to speak. And they're constantly needing volunteers. Yep. In fact, some of them, if you were like, "Oh, we could give you money," they don't. And some, I mean, they would take the mm-hmm. money, but sometimes they just need people to show up yeah. to do the work. In our area, there is a group that tries to partner churches with ministries that are already in yep. place, and I hear some opportunities for your church to sure. get involved. I, I would say the biggest struggle that churches as a whole have is. Currently, right now, in the town that we live, we are the, probably the most busiest mm-hmm. we've ever been. We travel ball, and you name it, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's constantly things pulling families away to, to be busy. And so I think the struggle that we have is trying to make families make it a priority. Sure. That, hey, no, we're going to, as a family, we're going to go serve. And, mm-hmm. and there's ways that you can do that. And so I think we're going to constantly be, as leaders of our church, be encouraging our, our faith family to look for ways to serve as a family, to to really yeah. calendar it, make yeah. yourself say, "I'm going to do something outside of our our ball and travel and vacation, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff." We're going to take time out to go and yeah. and serve in the community. That's good. I think uh, kind of a we've we've addressed maybe a couple of different categories. One, this is evangelistic one, uh, but prayer walking and, and maybe even specifically having a chance to share the gospel. Uh, we've talked about uh, some things that might kind of, in some ways, get our name there if we're going to an event all wearing our Colonial Heights t-shirt or passing out uh, 
invite cards or whatever those things are. But then there's this other category. Sometimes there are things that we do that is is really just because we care about the community. Now, I don't mean that. I mean, like, we have, of course, we always care about the community. But it's like, no, we actually probably won't get any name recognition or uh, even opportunity to share the gospel, but we still want to do it because there's a need and we have the the way to meet that need. Probably the most pressing one I think about is is uh, a recent need in the city of Jackson, right? So there's a water shortage when this is being recorded. There's this water shortage. And so we're looking and saying, okay, how do we get water to those people? They don't know us. They don't we're, we might not even ever get to be the ones to hand them the water. We might not be able to be the ones that, uh, so they're not going to see a t-shirt that says it on there. Not that they're going to have a gospel tract handed to them. So it might just be that we're caring for those who literally right now can't have their needs met uh, because of a tragedy. I think about hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, disaster relief is, is one of those things where you look around and you say, okay, how can we help? We're not. We're not. We're not trying to self-serve at that point. We're not trying to uh, bait and switch. Like, hey, we're here to give you water, but we're really here to invite you to church. Well, you think about years ago when I'm talking like pioneer days. The church was where they went when you needed something. That mm-hmm. was the place that the community looked to. Hey, there's this going on, or they would even have meetings. Hey, this is problem, disaster, whatever. Yeah. Let's meet at the church, discuss how we're going to do mm-hmm. this. Like, you want the church to be the place that people look to in times of need. Yeah. Yes, you hope that someday you may get to share the gospel or that they'll return back. Yeah. But you want it to be where the church, they, your community looks to the church to say, hey, this is going on. How can you guys help yeah. us? And and as followers of Christ and, you know, the, the second grace commandment to love one another, we want them to know that we yeah. love one another. We we show our faith by doing that. Yeah. Um, and and obviously any of those things that you're doing, there may be opportunities where you get to share your faith, but people are going to trust you more if they know you care. Yeah. More like you talked about bait and switch. We don't want it to be like, hey, come do this, and oh, now we got them. We can yeah. tell them. No, we show that we love and care for them, and now you have a relationship. You start to get that relationship built. Now you can start sharing the gospel. They trust you. And here's something. There's two things I want to say that I think will be helpful. One, please don't misunderstand. We always want to be gospel-centered, have right. gospel opportunities. We do not want to be ignore the Holy Spirit. We do not. Absolutely we're not trying not. to avoid chances. We're not saying that. Oh, like we're not humanitarian aid. Right. We are here for the purpose of the gospel. However, there are times that we do things that don't allow us to actually walk through a plan of salvation, and yet. We still do them because it is what the gospel compels us to do is to live out this this work. So it's not because we are avoiding the gospel. It's a stepping stone, yeah. really. It's yeah. how can I help get to that yeah. point? Yeah. This is a but we on just the know journey. that it's gonna it might take us a while. That's and right. that's okay. Uh, we're we're patient enough to continue to to do those things. That's right. The second thing I would say is I hope that uh, if there's a listener on here that has a church of thirty that the things we just mentioned um, do not take much of a budget. Some don't take any budget. Knocking on people's doors and saying, how can I pray for you? Zero dollars. That's right. Uh, now, to get through all the the doors, it's going to take a lot of man hours, but no dollars. That's right. To go to your local principal of the closest elementary, middle school, or whatever, and say, how can I pray for your school? Zero dollars. The To... Go to the balloon glow or the fireworks show or the 
whatever other Easter egg hunt community event that's happening and be a presence, very few dollars. Uh, like, <clears throat> so I would just say, I hope that's an encouragement to you. Our strategy is now there are things that we do. We send out postcards when people move into town and we do some things that they do cost us some money, but so I don't want to be misleading that we don't do anything that costs money, but don't misunderstand that it's not because we are, uh, our budget is X dollars that we're able to do what we do. These outreach efforts, praise God, can be done by any church at any size. And uh, it's just going to be done slightly different, but you can do it. And so I just would want to encourage that, uh, not to feel like, oh man, well, we can't do that. No, here, what you just heard, that's right. You can do. And one thing I was going to piggyback on on the, um, the school thing, mm-hmm. there's kids there that need tutoring. Mm-hmm. And they just need. There's so many kids that don't have uh, help at home, and so this extra help is great sure. for them. And such another opportunity, you might be able to tutor, and that also may give you opportunities for the gospel oh, yeah. once you have that relationship with a kid uh, yeah. established. Uh, the only two other things I would want to mention that are happening at Colonial Heights, just as a point of celebration um, here, that uh, might not be possible for your church, but that that I would just want to worth celebrating. One is uh, we do have a a vibrant Spanish ministry right now that is directly correlated to uh, the uh, Hispanics, Latinos that live in our community. And so we are very thankful for that opportunity that is is growing. And we have a weekday preschool program that is reaching, meeting the, the needs of a community. Um, so we are looking at our community and letting that drive some of the ministries we establish. If you don't live in a community with Spanish-speaking people, don't start a Spanish ministry. <laughs> like, But if you do, consider what do we need to do? How do we need to address those And things? one way to do that, as we're doing here, is offering English as a second language. That's right. That's not a gospel-centered. It is literally learning the language. Yep. But they are coming to your campus, and oh, yeah. and then obviously they're going to get invited to come on Sunday as well. Yeah. But and they're, they're certainly going to be able to have gospel-centered conversations. Sure. Um, but it is learn English. But they need to learn English, yep. yeah. And uh, so, absolutely. That's good. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you and beneficial for your ministry. If you think so, uh, please rate and review and share this on your social media. And thank you for listening.